This is Daizen Shui X, the podcast, episode 183 for the week of July 12th, 2009. Welcome to Dies and Chubiates, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Dies and Chubiates. You finished it out without looking. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. I hey. made sure you were looking at me the whole time. You weren't cheating, looking at the notes. I don't need to cheat. Excellent. So, hey, Mary, how you doing? I am swell, and you? Excellent. It's you and me again. That's right. Team of two. We're going to be alone for a little bit, but we are going to be joined by an extravaganza of people later on this episode. I'm looking forward to that. So it's you, it's Mary, it's me, Mike, Fujito EX. People call me things. All right, let's talk about this episode. This is going to be a really good one. Solid, jam-packed with lots of material. It's going to have to cover you for two weeks, too, people. Because we ain't going to be here next week. Mary, where am I going? I guess I would say you're going to the Otakon anime the convention. Otakon. <laughs> the one and only. Yeah, you'll be there too. Be good time. Yes. So we're out next week, but like I said, full episode for you. We're going to have an interview. We got a contest giveaway going on. We got news and releases and almost a lesson for you at the beginning of the show. So let's run down some housekeeping things we got for you. Uh, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Like I mentioned, we are giving away the Yeah Break Care Break CD single. We've had a random drawing contest going for two weeks now. Finally giving it away on the podcast and the site this weekend. Mary, I finally got something in the mail yesterday. Been waiting on this for a couple of weeks. Donkey Konga 3 came in. It is the Japanese GameCube release. Now, I think I've described this to you, but all the Donkey Konga games in every territory, there may have been Donkey Konga 1 and 2 in Japan, US, and Europe, but they all have slightly different track lists. Right, to appeal to their audience. Exactly. Now, Donkey Konga 3, we never even got a version of a third iteration of the game here in the US. So this is a Japanese-only release, which contains Hedchella on it. Hell yeah! I haven't popped it in yet. I'm very excited. I think there's uh, Asian Kung Fu Generation on there. What? And a Japanese Pokemon theme. I'm really excited to play it. So I'm more excited about Asian Kung Fu Generation. <laughs> I'm sure. I think it's rewrite. I don't remember. But yeah, I'm really psyched to play that. So uh, maybe I'll take some footage or something of that later on. Speaking of footage, I made a little project yesterday. You actually got a chance to see it. You had no idea. Yes, it was a surprise. And I can't believe you packed that into a already full work day. Yeah, I was working from home yesterday doing some video stuff. And I messed up and I had to set something to go for like two and a half hours. So while I was doing that, I decided, hey, made this Facebook fan page. It's getting people signing up for it. I'm going to do something special for it over there because I'm not feeling YouTube right now. So I put together a little explanation showcase video of the Bondi Playdia because we have the system and the two DBZ games for it. So there's a special incentive for heading on over to the Facebook page. You can see the system and learn all about it and see some footage from the games. And it's crazy infrared controller. And Tara walking in the background of the glare of the TV. Another fun thing. Just things. a minor technical difficulty. <laughs> That's right. I just did it. You no know, quick one take, barely edited. I even made some mistakes, which I corrected, and some little title card things on there. But I thought it was fun. I'm going to try and do some more of those in the future over on the Facebook page. Because like I said in the video itself, we made this page. I don't really know what to do with it because we've got the website, we've got the forum, we've got the podcast listeners. So what purpose does this serve? Well, it's just another way for people to interact and have a good time with the community. So a lot of people aren't into forums. Like, Mary, you, you're you not a forum person. I despise forums. So, so for you, if you were 
you know, a fan of the show, if you actually liked us and the things that we did, maybe you would check this out. I would, and I do. <laughs> I'm a fan, and you should be too. That's right. That's my plug. Oh, we talked about Otakon. Something I want to mention with Otakon, there's some fun Dragon Ball stuff going on there. You need to go check out Iron Editor this year, because not only is the theme shonen, but Dragon Ball Z Movie 8 is a source in Iron Editor, donated from me from the Dragon Box, so it's going to look all nice and pretty, but... Two of our listener friends are the actual competitors in Iron Editor this year. Sweet! So Bryce has been on this show, I think, only once, uh, though he's been on VG Combos a couple times. He was on here with the Evolution Review. Uh, Bryce is the reigning champion at Otakon. And then longtime listener and very helpful donation person, Brackus, is uh, going to be Bryce's competitor this year. So I'm really psyched to check out the competition and see the videos that they come up with. Mary, as a longtime reigning Iron Editor champion former, yourself, former, former champion. can you describe to people what this is? Sure. It's uh, like the TV show Iron Chef uh, with you know a little bit of tweaks for the purposes of having to work with AMVs. So pretty much you get in front of a live audience at a convention and you have two hours to edit an anime music video. You can pick whatever music you like generally, but you're given a theme ahead of time and five sources ahead of time. And then once you actually get there, they unveil the secret ingredient footage, which you are forced to use in some capacity in your video without knowing it all until you get there. Can I be a douchebag? Sure. I know what the secret ingredient is this year. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> Sorry, Brackus, if you're listening. And Bryce, and not Bryce, telling you. <laughs> anyway, please continue. Um, anyway, it's really, really stressful. And even though I've done it at cons four times, I think, or three times, I can't say I don't I remember. remember, yeah. I did it. It was me and you versus Shane, and then me versus you. Right. And, and then we were together at Otakon oh, and then the, one year. The battle of uh, cha- tournament of champions. So that was like a, a random one. And then it was you and versus, then me versus Liz. Liz, and that's when I lost. So yeah, I've done it four times at cons, and I don't recommend it for people <laughs> with high blood pressure. <laughs> it's like heart attack inducing. But I'm glad I did it. Yeah. And, you should check it out because they do cool game shows. Um, it's not like you just sit and watch people edit AMVs for two hours. They have uh, activities and game shows. And a lot of times people just whip out their DS and you know go in the Picto chat and draw Lots penis. of penises. <laughs> yep. So it's a good time. Yeah. It's up against uh, the Otakon Masquerade typically. And I can't say I've ever seen – or no, I shouldn't say that. Uh, it's been years since I've seen the Masquerade cosplay at Otakon because it always goes up against Iron Editor and my loyalties lie to AMVs. So. And sometimes you compete in it, so yeah, you can't well, really that leave. that can't be helped. <laughs> right. So I think that's the Otakon stuff. Uh, we were looking through the schedule. It looks like they're playing a couple things. I saw a Broly trilogy with an S next to it, meaning subbed. So I think they're playing all three Broly movies back-to-back. Woot. Interesting, if you're into that. But they're also playing uh, Movie 7 dubbed, I think. Oh, really? I think so. I think I remember seeing somewhere on the schedule Android 13. Huh. Super Android 13. All right, I'll forget that. Don't quote me on that. I don't have it in front of okay, me. Okay, I will not quote you on it. Information will be there. Yeah, and I think as boring as the industry panels have been, I think we'll go to the Funimation panel because they announced the Dragon Ball thing at AX. They said stay tuned for further announcements. Well, Otakon is next. People are wondering, okay, A, Dragon Ball Movie 1, B, Jump Animator Special, C, Dragon Ball Kai. They have kind of three big things that are hanging out there. D, none of the above. (laughs) D, put it in. Or... (laughs) 
anyway, moving on, Mary, we have come to the part of the show where we share a song of the week. Now, I've described it a few times. If you don't know what's going on, play a song every week. People donate or submit things, original compositions. They're up on the site for download. Mary, this week, I figured it would be fitting to play a song by some of the people that will be joining us later on. And actually, the main performer in this song will be joining us this episode. Exciting! So this episode, we are doing a follow-up interview with Lanny Pator and Takahata from Team Four Star. So what are we playing for you? Of course... It's Go Snapper. What do you like or dislike about this song? Um, I dislike the fact that every time I hear it, it gets stuck in my head for about 24 hours okay, and I won't sure. shut up. <laughs> and I want to blow my brains out. See, the thing with the song is it's not really a Dragon Ball song. It's, it's very meta in that it's a song in character by characters who are parodies of other characters. Yet somehow you just associate this annoyance of Nappa with Vegeta, and even that's sort of in the original. I mean, Vegeta gets fed up with Nappa's incompetence and that kind of stuff. So it just evokes these fun memories of a parody of a show. That's how I feel about it. I like the lyrics. They're fun. <laughs> Vegeta? Gita? Gita. Gita. <laughs> Alright, so that's all we're going to say about Abridge and stuff for right now. We will talk more about the song and uh, the characters later on. But before we get into the news, I hinted at this. We're going to have a lesson for you right now. And this is actually brought on by two entirely separate things. And I was shocked to see, after I was working on the outline, I pasted one thing in, I went back and looked, oh man, someone sent an email about this. So Mario, let me read this email here for you. This comes to us from Rodrigo. And he says, exactly how is the O, the letter O, our letter O in the English alphabet, pronounced in Japanese. I always thought it was pronounced like in Spanish. So, for example, Goku would be pronounced with a short O sound, like in podcast. 
instead of a long one like in Mo Sislak. Same would go for words like Kayo, etc. So in addition to this email, there's been an offshoot of one of our forum threads that was originally talking about Dragon Ball Season 1 coming out on DVD. Somehow it turned into a conversation about how do you pronounce Goku's last name? Which, how would you say it, Mary? Son Goku. Son Goku. Well, I mean, that's his full name. Yeah, Son I, mean, I can't say it just by itself because... I know, you always want to say the full thing. It's hard to say son. Yeah, Unless son, you're impersonating son. maybe Piccolo or Tension Han, you go, son! Something like that. And there was a big discussion, and I was, I hate to say it, but I was flabbergasted to see that people don't actually know how to pronounce his name. The vast majority of people were pronouncing Goku's last name as the bright, shining object in the sky, the sun, which is not how this name is pronounced. So... In one of our first podcast episodes, we told you how to pronounce Tenkaichi Budokai, and I think we also talked about Kaioken and Saiyajin and that kind of stuff. We're going to pull it all the way back full circle to something we did back then. I'm going to play kind of a collage of clips from the show of people saying this character's name, and then we're going to have a little mini discussion about it. So let me play this for you. So for me, I've always had this thing where we're all watching the same thing. All right, sure, some people are watching the dub, but I almost consider that irrelevant because they never say that name. So if anyone's pronouncing or saying this name, this word aloud, we're all hearing the original thing. Well, you could say, well, if they're reading the manga, they've never heard it spoken aloud, so they have no context to go off of. But I I thought it was pretty obvious, but apparently it's not. I would like to read a selection for you here from my favorite pocket Japanese dictionary. This is that cute little yellow one that I've had for years and years and years. But I love this thing. How do you pronounce the publisher or the Langenscheidt? German's not our thing. <laughs> so this is a little pronunciation section towards the beginning of it, talking about the vowel sounds. Let me read this for you. Japanese has five basic vowels, usually referred to as short vowels, which are romanized as, and they would be our English letters, A, I, U, E, and O. Or as we would kind of scroll through it, A, I, U, A, O. These are pronounced approximately like the A in father, the E in feet, the U in mood, the E in met, and the O in fort, respectively. They are all pronounced in a relatively short, clipped manner, in contrast to the so-called long vowels, which are produced by drawing out sounds of the short vowels to approximately twice their normal length. So we have sewn. It's just a short O sound. Oh, just like it says in the description there, the O is in fort. Sewn. It's short. I don't think fort's the best example, to be honest. Okay, that's what they had in there. What would you use as your... Because it's, like they said, it's not a long sound. So something like boat, where it's an elongated O, that would be in, for example, something like kayo, where the O is the extended O. O sound there. This is just the short one. Well, what's important to know is just, it's what we would consider the long O sound, but just a shortened version of it. Oh, sewn. That's all there is to it. For uh, American English Funimation fans, they've had some, I don't want to say difficulty, maybe confusion with this from Burst Limit. Mary, let me play this clip for you. I am Son Goku. I'm Super Saiyan! 
Wow, other than being painfully horrible, um, it's kind of hard to hear what he says. <laughs> this is like Son Goku. Yeah, it's Son. Son Goku. As in like, I am your son, as opposed to your daughter. Which I can see that reading of it. Oh, well now I understand. Because when you said people are saying it like the sun in the sky, I thought, wow, that's really stupid. But then when you think the spelling S-O-N yeah, in yeah. our language, you say that as, you know, my son and my daughter. Right. I'm not saying it like it's the sun in the sky. They're saying it like the word sun. Okay. So I find that a little bit more, I don't find it acceptable. Right. But I find it understandable See, here's how you where, make that mistake. Gotcha. Well, here's where it all comes down to for me. At the end of the day, you can put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable, but you're at least saying the right word. If you're replacing the vowel in there... What, like Naruto? (laughs) Sort of. I was thinking along the lines of K-O-Ken. In there, you're actually changing one of the syllables in there. It's no longer the right word. It's not a a matter of... Naruto is more like an emphasis on the syllables kind of thing. At least the right sounds are in there sort Well, you of. just said Naruto with a D. Okay, sure enough. Naruto, Naruto. Naruto. At least Naruto is like... The well, right, even the, the right Nas are not right. The emphasis is totally <laughs> no, no, wrong. I'm not going to get into that argument. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's sewn. We played the clips for you. I just saw a lot of discussion about it lately. We got an email about it. There was some forum thread and stuff going on there. So That's like a topic in and of itself. So are we done? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. <laughs> yeah, we're done with the episode. Bye-bye. Uh, so let's move on to the news, Mary. Oh, there's news? Yes, there's okay. news. So there's only uh, two real news stories, and then one article I just saw elsewhere that uh, is only tangentially related to Dragon Ball, but it was kind of interesting. First thing up is the new Wii game coming out, I think the 23rd of this month in uh, Japan. Uh, Tenka Ichidaiboken, which is Revenge of King Piccolo everywhere else. The theme song to it, Power of Dreamer, of course written in all caps, performed by Hiroki Takahashi. My dreams have been powered, or answered, is getting a CD single release. Coming out on August 26th of this year, 1200 yen, LACM 4647. You can already pre-order it in places like CD Japan and Play Asia and probably Amazon Japan. So there you go. All right. Um, some international news here. Toei has merchandise deals in Latin America. Uh, lots of different companies for lots of different products like uh, magnets, backpacks, folders, binders, pencil cases, skateboards, all those fun items now available in Latin America. <laughs> That's right. It was interesting how there are so many different companies. I think this also involved uh, One Piece and St. Seiya. Uh, so many different companies for so many different very specific things. Like the manufacturer of the pencil cases isn't necessarily the same manufacturer of the magnets. Lots of different companies putting different things out in different places in Latin America. So uh, if you're down there and you need a new DBZ skateboard, well, you've got that coming your way. The only last bit of news, like I said, not really news, but kind of an article sort of related to Dragon Ball. This is an article on Gamasutra, which is uh, a game news site, about Pecha Kucha, which I had never seen before. What this kind of is, is a person, an individual, maybe a group. It's not a performance. It's more of an instructional lesson. You have 20 slides and 20 seconds for each, totaling 6 minutes and 40 seconds to put on a presentation. Apparently, this is a big thing going on over in Japan right now. So there's an article here about Patrick uh, Galbraith. Uh, that did his cosplaying as Goku. He's actually the author of Otaku Encyclopedia, and Gamasucha said he gave a presentation about Japanese anime, game, and geek culture, and he did so cosplaying as Goku. So here you have an author, 
it, talking about these different things in the short presentation format. I think it's really interesting that they would go to that degree to talk about it in cosplay. I didn't see anything else about anyone else doing it in costume. I'm entirely confused. Sure. Is this like an online presentation? No, Are they this going is, to meetings? This is an corporate in, meetings and doing presentations? In Are they person going to thing in Tokyo. Like is, you're just doing it in the streets? What no, no, is no. This? this is an event that people go to specifically to present to the other audience members who all also do their own presentations in this interesting format of 20 slides, 20 seconds each, wow. or whatever it is. Weird. Weird stuff. So I there's a picture of him uh, cosplaying as Goku over on the site. So I just want to throw out a mention to that if you want to read up on it. So uh, that's the news. With that, we're going to turn it over to our interview, which we're going to record later, and we have no idea what we're talking about. So here we are at the interview portion of the show, through the magic of podcasting, and we are joined by Julian. How you doing, dude? Hey. Hey. You're here on the show with us. That's right. Now, is the magic of podcasting like the magic of cooking shows where, you know, you stick it in the oven and take out a finished one? Yes, exactly. Because we recorded the rest of the show hours ago, and I haven't edited yet, but by the time the show comes out, it's all going to sound like one coherent, amazing conversation. That's what I'm talking about with podcasting magic. And will there be a pie, too? Yes, there will done? be a pie. Cool. If you bake one for me. No. <laughs> oh. All right. I just woke up and I need breakfast. All right. Well, we'll get you to your breakfast soon enough. However, we are joined by two folks, one of which was on the show a year ago, and the other I've never spoken to before in my life, except for the last uh, two minutes and 35 seconds of the recording, which you guys haven't heard the entirety of. We are joined by Lanny Pator and Takahata101, or 101, or 101, I don't know what it is, from Team Four Star. No, hey no, guys, no, how's I, it going? I am the one. <laughs> you are just the one. <laughs> oh, one. <laughs> a oh, one. A one or the one. Eddie, I was waiting to do it. <sighs> All right, dude. <laughs> I guess it's easiest to introduce you guys as the voices of Vegeta and Nappa from DBZ Abridged, but that's not entirely complete. I mean, we have other characters, we have writing, we have all sorts of great things. But why don't we uh, go through and individually introduce yourselves? I'll start with the one who was on the show a year ago, Lanny. Uh, hey guys, good to be back. Um... Lenny Pator, uh, along with Kaiser and Taka, we three are the writers of Dragon Ball Z Abridged. Uh, I play Vegeta, Piccolo, Krillin, quite a few others on the show, and uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Taka? Hi there, I'm Takahata101. I'm one of the writers as well, and I've played a couple characters so far. I'll be doing more later on, but you know, I for the most part, I played Nappa. So I have to say that was the sexiest introduction voice I've ever heard on the show. Whoa! <laughs> putting Jeff to shame. Yeah, Whoa. I am. I'm putting Jeff to shame, putting Julian to shame. That was amazing. So, like I said to Kaiser uh, when he and Masako were on the show a couple weeks ago, it's been uh, about a year since you guys put out the first episode of DBZ Abridged. Here we are with the mm -hmm. first quote-unquote season done about 12 episodes you know we had a three-part episode 10 finale to the season billions upon trillions of youtube subscribers uh <laughs> like three or four youtube comments not too many i don't know what's going on with that yeah. I you guys get more feedback <sighs> whatever <laughs> it, it's crazy so the same way i kind of got first responses out of them a couple of weeks ago i ask you guys right now what has changed do you even know where you are right now we're all best friends now pretty much <laughs> <laughs> were you not originally we, I, I was, I was, I was decent friends with Kaiser before it started. I talked to him a bunch. I barely spoken to Lanny, and in that time, all, all three of us are now like the closest of friends. So now, when 
when one does the uh, one does something that upsets the other, it's more personal. But no, nah. <laughs> yeah. For the most, that's the biggest difference. Aside from that, now the numbers are just a bit higher in all the videos. Nothing really yeah. else has changed, so, so to speak. But R- really, uh, when getting into it, we've all kind of like meshed just more and more throughout the series. Like in the beginning, you know, just start out, we'd be uh, talking late at night and just coming up with like little random here and there jokes, and then yeah, let's mix it into an episode, and then we do that. But then as we got further along when we were more meshed, I guess it would be as a uh, script writing team. Episode uh, 7, 8, and 10 mm-hmm. was definitely the biggest. It was less less on the fly. Yeah. More I, think by, I think by 5, we had hit kind of our role, our groove. Mm. But uh, really, that that was another thing that kind of changed. Just our writing process uh, kind of grew over time and just the bonds between all of us. And really, the fact that we've gotten this much of a response from the fans over the past year, it's it's insane. I don't think any of us really saw it becoming this huge. I made a bet with myself that by the end of the season one, we would ha- maybe have 45,000 subscribers. <laughs> so, so, so you both now, won and lost that bet. Yeah, right, I, I exactly. did. I, 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 I lost double. <laughs> it, was kinda, it was just, you know, when I looked at the view count and the fact that uh, one of our episodes was actually the number one top rated all time on YouTube. I think a couple of our episodes yeah, hit that for, rank. Yeah, for, for a little while there before YouTube's like, yeah, we're changing so, that. Well, the thing is it works. It's like it's um ratings based on view count. And the thing is, for mm-hmm. whatever reason, our videos get more ratings. Like there are like Chris Crocker and stuff like that, six like almost a hundred million views and stuff like that. Only has about fifty thousand ratings. Weird. Yeah. Uh, not even that. Not even fifty thousand. Like twenty thousand at most. It's it's weird. I guess it's uh, for comedy. I'm guess as funny as Chris Crocker was. It's just people are more inclined to rate, which really does help because I don't know. It's it's just weird. I mean, it's just it's just internets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, people use this phrase kind of funny and ironically. Oh yeah, you think you're internet famous to some degree. I mean, Team Four Star. I see you guys mentioned everywhere. It's not even necessarily anime fans, not even DBZ fans. People just think yo shit is funny. <laughs> that, that's the thing. Like you, you uh, with, with a thing like Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z itself was really kind of a lot of people's introductory anime. So it's like Dragon Ball Z is kind of in the main uh, cultural meme anyway. So I, I don't know. I guess that kind of helps. <laughs> no, that, that makes complete sense. Also, I think it's the, the the fact that, you know, we're fans of Dragon Ball Z. We make a couple inside jokes with Dragon Ball Z, but for the most part, our comedy tends just to be parodies of the characters themselves. Right, mm-hmm. right. And even people don't even need to know the established characters to find certain kind of characters funny, such as the Vegeta Nappa gimmick, Popo being flat out creepy, you know, just Piccolo yeah. being jerk. Ah. Anyway, and uh, for the most part, it's just it's just because our our comedy is generally, you know, received as funny for a wide variety of people. And we try to write for a wide variety of people too. Uh, like I think I I think we've said about a year ago that um. We, we'll try to write to, like, the basic person who's just going to watch it who probably doesn't know anything about Dragon Ball Z just to, you know, get a laugh out of anybody. But then we're the also going to them. write those jokes for the hardcore Dragon Ball Z fans like yourselves. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I remember talking about that. You guys have a lot of the hardcore, you know, original Japanese fan jokes. You have the dub jokes. But you also have things just observational humor. There's things in the show. It's fun to poke fun 
at and with the show. And then do you think that's what these, not necessarily non-fans, but the more casual fans are latching on to? I think so, yeah. I think that's what really draws them in. And what would be, like, probably the best case scenario of that is if they get drawn in by that and they go back and rewatch the real show. Oh, yeah. And they just become bigger fans in general. Well, it's, it, it's interesting because I've, I've seen about at least 20 different comments where someone says, I have bought the Dragon Ball Z DVDs because I want to <laughs> what happens. Because I want to see what happens next so I can prepare for your jokes. I'm like, I'm just like, oh my, I just kind of, I just, I, it's one of those moments where I gotta clean myself off and just facepalm. Because right. it's like, wow. It's a good thing for Funimation, though. Yeah, right? <laughs> Please support the original release indeed. One of the biggest surprises I think I got recently was uh, there's been a couple of YouTube videos. All of us, uh, All of us, yeah, but, you know, I'm just speaking from my personal experience, talking. You can agree if you feel free to. But, uh,. <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, just like seeing these videos of Chris Sabat actually promoting our stuff. I actually I just saw that. Yeah. Yeah. That should be hot, yo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Let me interrupt you guys completely and pull it way, way back. You know, we're already talking about the bridge and the writing and the voices and stuff. I got to know. How'd you guys even get into the series in the first place? Originally, I was in a chat with Kaiser, and I asked him if he could ever go back and do a series, because he was doing Lupin the Third right, at the right. time. If you go back and do a series, what would it be? And he said, Dragon Ball. And I asked him, why not? He goes, well, you know, Lanny, Moscow, and Vegeta are all doing the movies. And I'm like, so it's the series. He's like, well, I can't ask them. Why can't you? They like you. <laughs> like, well, I can't do it. Do it, do it, Kaiser. Do it, Kaiser. Do it. And he eventually... I, he eventually, uh, me and me and Kaiser ended up approaching Lanny, and uh, Lanny at first was like, um, he was, he, you were a bit like, hmm, you can see they're good. You're like, yeah, I wouldn't mind doing the series, but I don't know. I, but, and then it's we just talked a little bit about one of the one of the original disclaimers we had on the movie is like, we aren't attached to any series whatsoever. That was it. Right. Please that don't was ask it. us. <laughs> that was it. Oh, and God, when we threw up the promo videos, some of the mail we got. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> When we didn't have rules posted, can I be this guy? Can I be Oh, Buddha? geez, I can oh. imagine. Yeah, oh, and we shit. still get that, too, even after the FAQ, just because I guess people I, uh, don't like watching our videos entirely. <laughs> <laughs> the best one was, like, a couple weeks ago. A guy sent us this video, uh, a video for, here's my Vegeta impression. Hope you guys can like it, wink, wink. If you didn't get it, I've sent it again here in five minutes. I'm like, what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> we clearly not, don't I, have I, that podcast. Oh, I my, no. <laughs> I am dumbfounded. <laughs> oh, dear. How about before a bridge? How about just Dragon Ball as a whole? How long have you guys been fans? How did you discover the series? Dragon Ball Z was the first, an- well, like most people, it was the first anime I ever saw. I actually uh, rented it from Blockbuster. I rented the, I believe it was the Ocean Dub of Tree of Might. And Good choice. Mm-hmm. And uh, fr- from there, it was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. But I didn't really get into it from there because, you know, I didn't have Cartoon Network as a kid for the longest time. And uh, eventually when I finally got Cartoon Network, I turned it on at about 3 o'clock and I see Dragon Ball Z on. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And it was right in the middle of the, like, right before Goku turned Super Saiyan. And just from there, I'm like, oh, crap, what happens next? And I was like, the, I think it was three days later. I was like, no, I have to get home. I need to see what happens. <laughs> for me, um, uh, since I lived, I live up in Canada, so I had a station called YTV, and it actually started playing a lot of anime in the mornings on Saturday. And um, it, it was the first show that had the balls to kill off someone. Oh, all right. When Yamcha died, I went, 
Awesome. <laughs> but, uh, for me, oh, after yeah. a while, though, because there's an ocean dub, they had certain dialogue issues and everything. I still enjoyed it, but I eventually started to hate it because I would have to wait a week for a new episode. And there's a problem when the one one episode next to going to the other with a, with seven days disjointing them. It feels like you lose the flow of it. Oh yeah, it's terrible. I kind of hated the series. Eventually, I just was in the freezer because I would have to wait five days just to see seven days to see the exact same thing. Right, right. I was just like, oh, come on. Now, what it was, I went down and picked, I was looking for some DVDs to watch, and they actually had the re- remastered, re- released edition, you know, widescreen, all that fun jazz. Right. Um, Dragon Ball Z, and it was for like $32, and it was the first saga. And I'm like, oh, I love that saga. I'll pick it up. And then a beautiful thing came marathon mode. And with that, <laughs> I fell in love. No more intro and outro for me. So, yeah. Gotcha. That's my. All right, let's pull it back to Abridged itself then. You heard a little bit about the writing process. You guys are involved with maybe specific episodes and bits and pieces here and there. Tell me a little bit about the writing process from your side of things. Really, like I was saying earlier, a lot of the writing just kind of spawns from uh, just the way Kaiser, Taka, and I just kind of connect in a conversation. We would just stay up pretty late at night, uh, one, two in the morning my time, probably. So it'd be like midnight or so for them. And, uh, We'd just be, you know, shooting the shit, and we we all we like bouncing jokes off each other, and that's really where the writing process comes in. Because um, Taco, would you like to? Yeah, uh, well, basically, what I've what I've noticed now, Lanny comes up with a lot of jokes, but Lanny enhances a lot of mine and Kaiser's jokes. I mean, I wrote a lot of the Napa dialogue, but the other the other the rest of the Napa dialogue was me and Lanny just shooting back and forth <laughs> in a scene. And you know, for example, I'll give you an example of Lanny enhancing a joke like how mahogany the that joke arose was. We're trying to make we're trying to parody this scene. We're just King Emma like, well, he does have a desk. It's made of it's made of mahogany. And then I just chime in, mahogany, and a joke was born. <laughs> So it's just the observational stuff, like, we need a joke. What's in the frame right now? Let's make it funny. What, what, what do we got here? What do we have to work with? What does Yemma have <laughs> to give us? It's it's a mixture of the per- the characters and the parodies of the characters we're giving them uh-huh. and the actual self. Kaiser can edit things in and out like God. <laughs> the, the, so, the, the scene where uh, Popo knocks Krillin off the lookout. Krillin <laughs> was there in that shot. Yes. Kaiser just took him away. I think he mentioned that in the last episode. Right. You, you give him scenes where something doesn't happen, and you want him to make it happen. Like I, like I said, the in the, uh, we, we've come up with a little uh, phrase. Oh, I've come up with a little phrase for him. When uh, I believe in the FAQ, banana riding a tricycle. From then on, if he says, Lanny, I don't think I can do this, I say, make that banana ride, Kaiser. Gotcha. <laughs> so you just let the magic happen. Yep. How much do you guys bounce ideas and jokes and script stuff in character? Is it you guys just shooting the shit, or do you find you start getting going and then get into character and script arises from there? I will just show you. Lanny, Lanny, you play Vegeta, I play Nappa. (laughs) (laughs) Vegeta, I baked a pie. What what kind of pie, Nappa? I, um, cherry cobbler. Uh, Is cobbler really a cobbler? Yeah. Is that the best uh, you can do? No, he fixes shoes. I killed him. Oh, God damn it, Nappa. Uh, so, um, I didn't get your fixed shoes. I'm sorry. I got distracted with the pie popper and all that. You know, oh, now this planet God. is just completely useless to us. That was the I, one cobbler on this planet, and you killed him and made him into a pie. Ooh. Oh, Ooh, you know what? You're like, you're, you're, oh, it is? Yeah, oh, good pie. Oh, 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 let's eat this. Let's eat this right now. Um, um, oh, no, no. Oh. 
Oh, no. All right, well, here's the problem. The footage doesn't exist. So is yep. that just kind of a banana riding a tricycle moment? That's no, just, that's just that's just us throwing stuff back right. <laughs> So basically, the answer to the question is yes. Yeah. All right. And if we happen to come up with a scene where that would work. <laughs> well, there you go. You have a whole new joke waiting for you. Let me ask you about the voices themselves. Uh, we've talked about this in the past. Clearly, their takes caricatures on the Funimation dub voices. But mm. what makes them different for your characters? Because they're not the same characters. They really aren't. Like, uh, well, uh, my characters, uh, Krillin is most definitely not. I, I don't think he's the same as any of the dub voices that I've heard. I, I was just trying to flanderize his character, really trying to use a voice that would work in any of the situations he's thrown into but still kind of make him seem kind of meek right the like, word, word I, I, I can, mm-hmm. he's just he's just wimpified pretty much he's our butt monkey krillin is the butt monkey and, <laughs> and um, when yonsa is present he is the butt monkey over krillin <laughs> the few times yes. uh but um really it, it just kind of goes from there i mean vegeta he's kind of stayed pretty much sabot vegeta so right right uh that that was mainly just because you know you want to draw in the fans who know the series, or at least the most widely distributed version, which would be the Funimation version. And from there, if you got the uh, Vegeta voice, and, you know, Piccolo, he just needs to be a low, kind of gruff character. And, uh, you know, being able to yell out one-word catchphrases were dodge! <laughs> Let me ask you about that, because I had that here in my notes. You know, you play Vegeta and Piccolo, and because Sabato's both in their dub, I-, I guess, was it easy for you to do the same thing? Was it just a natural decision to go with that style of voice? But I guess you kind of answered it there. Uh, it-, it was kind of that way, but also with the fact that I was going to end up playing Vegeta in the uh, DBZ movies, too. Oh, okay. So it's like... I'm gonna stick with this. We're sticking mainly with the same casting that we had for that, and uh, I, I guess it's kind of odd the fact that uh, I also have a pretty dead-on Kuwabara from Yu Yu Hakusho, who was also played by Chris Sabat. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I guess whatever the role is, you just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, actually, weird enough, none of my voices, including Captain Ginyu, who's coming up here in a bit, uh-huh. are um, based off funny as I actually all ocean. Like, my nap is an atrocious ocean impression. Right, right. <laughs> I did notice that. Then again, I don't actually know the uh, the Funimation Nappa all that well, so... He does an okay job. I mean, he's not, again, the epicness of Nappa's voice in the ocean dub. Again, he was my Saturday morning villain who killed off all these heroes. So again, for, for, for me, he was this big bad guy. But no, like, the Captain Ginyu I'm playing, I'm, I'm basing it off of uh, Ginyu in Ocean. I'll do anything to serve my hoarded highness. Like that. Which is, yeah, it could get better. But that's what time does. Guys, let me ask you a pretty general basic question. And that's, do you have any favorite lines or favorite scenes from what you've done so far? Oh, God. Why do you go first? <laughs> God, it's hard to think of. Let, let's see. Um, I believe my favorite scene that we have done so far is actually one of the more serious scenes that I think had one of the best punchlines at the end of it was the uh, Gallic Gun Kamehameha battle, which I had been looking forward to for so long, and I was just so happy the way it came out. That's it, Kakarot! Your whole planet is going to die! And there's nothing you can do! Kaioken? No... Times! No, no, no! Four! No, 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 four! <laughs> that's, that's, that's... That was that was my favorite scene that we've done so far. Why? Because it was fun to play that? You thought it, it sounded great, or...? 
not only was it fun to play it, but just the execution of it. Like when it came out, uh, I usually, I, I think that what we write is funny, you know, but then when, you know, it comes out, I, I don't necessarily laugh because I like killed it in my head already. Right. But then when I saw that, when I saw how it came out, that was, I laughed out loud for so long. I had to replay that scene like three times just for myself. Oh, for me. Oh my God. With playing Napa. This, uh, <laughs> well, so many scenes, like, uh, I used to do this job where I work. I mean, uh, I promoted from it. I used to work at this one machine, where it was called a rod machine, where I would just put a, a rod into this spinning, spindle little hole, and it would do its job. I would sit there for a minute straight, waiting for it to done. So I would just sit there, going, losing my mind. And, like, I think Patty Cake has to be one of my favorites, because I came up with that while doing the job. And, oh, what was the one? Oh, I can fly, and of course the 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 Kamehameha scene is still. I'm sorry, that was still so well executed. I have to say, I can fly may be my favorite line in the entire series, and that's yeah, just we say that around the house. It's I do. I say it all the time. It's just he stopped, and this, he had the most ridiculous look on his exactly, face. Exactly, exactly. I remember that, and at work, I'm like, oh my god, that would be so fucking funny. And that's yeah. the kind of stuff I'm talking about, where you just notice what's on the screen. You don't have to know anything about the goddamn show it's just hilarious to see this stupid look on the character's face and say the most obvious but hilarious thing and that that that's my experience with i can fly yeah <laughs> i believe i can fly Wait, no i can't <laughs> all right let me ask you another kind of general question this is almost a follow-up to what we talked about with kaiser when he was on the show last time in Moscow. youtube comments but i'm going to take it in a different direction oh god does the <laughs> continue? <laughs> Does the over quoting of your own dialogue get to you? Is it still flattering? Is it funny? Let me tell you this: um, ever been to a convention where everyone knows who you are and what you do and have watched it? Mm, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so much the fact that people like quote us in the comments. Like I, I don't mind that. Right, right. I, I almost, I almost expected those are like filler comments to me. That, I mean, that's a, that's a compliment. They're, they're saying what their favorite joke is by quoting. It's it. right. And I just take that yeah, as a it, Yeah, it's great to see exactly like which part they like the most. And it's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Now let's see who has some, you know, something to say. <laughs> <laughs> how about elsewhere besides the YouTube comments? Though, I mean, does that just show how far your work has spread, or I don't even know how to describe it at that point. <laughs> Um, it, it was interesting. Earlier uh, this year, I went to Anime Detour down here in Minneapolis, and uh, there was a Dragon Ball Z panel, and I showed up and just kind of sat, sat in the crowd, and eventually, like, people began to realize who I was, and all of a sudden, I started getting asked questions. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> As a follow-up to Lanny's, I at Anime Evolution here in Vancouver. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I held a Team Four Star marathon of all the episodes up to Episode Ten, Part Two, because we hadn't had Part Three out at that time. And um, I had about a hundred seventy-five people in the room or so, because there were a lot of people standing up in the back too. Um, the second the the panel ended, I'm like, okay. I always seen at the end of panels where voice actors get mobbed at the front. Let's see how. Oh, here comes ten people. Great <laughs> <laughs> line right for me, right? And no, they're they're all really nice guys. I'm glad they enjoyed the material and all that. And you know, it's really good, but I'm going to tell one quick story. Now, my friend Cheeseman Joe, who does his own guy for a bridge, which is really good. There's his plug. Um, 
he was there helping me out uh, with all the technical aspects because I am technically uninclined. And apparently, because I was wearing my cosplay glasses, because I was in a I was in a cosplay outfit, there was a guy in the back. He just walked in midway, and within a couple minutes, he was red in the face, um, buckling down on the floor with snot and tears rolling down his face. <laughs> he was laughing so hard. What killed him? He was he was laughing really hard from the Kamiyama. What killed him was the squeaky toy joke. <laughs> that destroyed the room. I'm going to be honest, like Napa made everyone laugh, of course, but that joke probably got the biggest laugh. The the Kamehameha got an applause. The, the entire room was clapping after the Kamehameha. It's just, it's so interesting to see people react in person and in a group to something, to see what a, a general group consensus of how funny something is. Nice. You know, Mary, we have a little bit of a background with this. I mean, we've been involved with some of the fan parodies that Scott Melzer has done in the past, uh, Otakudem and Steam, and we've seen, you know, the quote fests that go along with people that are really into it, you know, go to see it every year. The parodies have changed so much since even our little involvement, our little script writing and voice acting, where they were only played at conventions. Now we have YouTube where you can sit and learn the entire dialogue to an episode. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. I- I'm almost scared to go to a DBC abridged showing at a convention. <laughs> Everyone was nice. They're all cool. There's never I've never met a, a, a offline a Jack Ashes fan. Right, know? right. Yeah, Jack Ashes. That's an interesting <laughs> word. Um, I've met, you know, they, everyone's just chill and cool. Lenny? Now, that's the thing with the anonymity of online. Even if they are a jackass, if they troll us online, they're going to say it to our face. <laughs> oh, no, so absolutely not. Out there, no, I, I've said this on the show before, you know, with panels and other stuff I've done. No one that ever comes up to you at a panel is ever going to you know, spit in your face or be like, you know, you're actually kind of a douchebag and your site sucks. The, these people. I want that to happen. Oh, my God. I want that to happen. <laughs> I want it because I want to know how I would react to it. Oh, oh yeah. I'm totally with know. you. <laughs> You slowly walk away with a single tear rolling down your cheek. <laughs> Lenny, we've actually got a question from uh, Taku in our chat. Wanted to know, Horikawa, Drummond, or Sabbat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that that is Just a... say Drummond and save yourself. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. Drummond, he really has some of those like best, most intimidating scream moments, but... Sabbath, he really developed the character over time, and I'm sorry, I just don't have that much uh, experience with the Japanese dub, so I'll I'll get lynched later. Um, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, I, mean, I, 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 I don't know. I like I like the way Chris Sabbath just kind of developed the character over time. You could tell he was evil at first, and then later on, you could see that he was kind of a nicer guy, even though he was still kind of a prick in general. Well, let me turn it over to Mr. Takahata then. You know, we have Napa gone, maybe a little bit showing up with Ghost Nap in the future. We'll talk about him. But mm-hmm. what else do you have coming for us in terms of voices? You know, I'm looking down the list. We see Kid Boo, Fat Boo. That's not for a long-ass time. But we've also got Ginyu and Raccoon and uh, some other characters listed. So where do you see yourself heading as a voice actor in Abridged? Uh, okay. I might be actually giving up a couple of my roles as a secret, but I might be giving up... Uh, well, actually, no. Never mind. <laughs> That's not... Uh, Bardock is the one we're, we're going to be coming up to. And uh, for Bardock, uh, to do that, I'd pretty much... I'd pretty much do a Son Goku, which is horrible. Then i make it a bit more badass. So I'm going to be talking like this a lot as Bardock. Bardock, you have a son. I don't care. I don't care. I'm a great father. He runs in the family. <laughs> I was curious about that because I just assumed that Masako would take the role and do the similar thing. Like, you no, know, a more badass take on it. 
But so, what was the the reason for going with yourself as the character's voice? Um, I don't know. It, it was just it's just weird. I mean, it came down to me actually. I watched the Bardock special because I owned it on DVD, and I started I did a couple lines, and Kaiser said it was a really good impression. So eventually, I just got yeah. into the character. What 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 it came down to was it just like we really liked Taka's voice as Bardock. Uh, it it was kind of cool just because he like you said it was just his take on uh, a Goku impression of his, and then. <clears throat> just kind of gruffed it up a little, and it really just kind of fits. I, I like the voice, and I know Taka. I know Taka can pull through whatever we write. So, gotcha. oh, that's. I mean, I you know, it's it'll be fun to play him. I mean, I, I, I've done one scream, which uh, made my uh, neighbor give me an odd look because I had to do a test. <laughs> right. All the, my room is located right near my front yard, and he mows the lawn like once every two days, and I've got a couple of look packs. And it's hilarious. I love my neighbor to death. But uh, what other guys are coming up? Well, there's always Guru. No, no. What? Is that going to be that character, pretty much? Oh, yeah, he's going to be deadpan as all hell. Guru is just, you know, he's been sitting in that one chair for God knows how many years. He has <laughs> probably lost his mind more often than not. Now, now, now. Out, my only. It's gone. <laughs> back in the other window. Oh, welcome back, Cloud. You and I will be gone. All right, let me ask you guys another question that I asked Kaiser and Masako, uh, and that is, over the course of the first season of Abridged, I saw a gradual progression, and maybe it was the underlying footage, to slightly more serious. So how did you guys come, I mean, maybe discounting Napa after that point, but how did you come to the more serious things, and it's almost a legitimate dub of the series is the way I described it. How is it different voicing that kind of stuff? And he puts it the best. You go for it, man. All right. Well, the interesting thing about that is when we started this up, yeah, it was a parody, and it still is a parody, but when it comes down to it, what we really want to do more than amuse is to entertain. And what Dragon Ball Z is, we're, we're trying to quite literally abridge it while, you know, still flanderizing all the uh, effects right. that make it lovable. We, we want to make it Dragon Ball Z. We don't want to, you know, like mock the show. We want to make it into a shorter version while still throwing in jokes every now and then, so... Yeah, joke. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, well, it's just, for the, for the Goku-Vegeta fight, y- you can't make too much fun of it, because it's an intense fight, and regarded as probably the best fight in the entire series. Though, I will disagree, I believe Captain Ginyu versus Goku was a better fight, but hey. <laughs> All right, fair <laughs> enough. Well, I have one last big question, and I don't know that you're going to be able to answer this the way that we're hoping. I've had a lot of people ask, you know, you, know, you guys are coming on the show, Lanny, can we get any kind... A preview of what Freeze is going to be like. That? You can't. Go away. I can't? (laughs) I figured that would be the answer. It's absolutely impossible for me to do a Freezer right now, Taka. Only if I get to do Ginyu. Wait, wait, wait. Shall we do Captain Ginyu and Freezer talking about something? Perhaps balls? I believe you know the scene. Mm, I don't know if we want to give away that whole scene. You don't have to. Don't feel put on the spot, even though it's exactly what I did to you, because I was hoping you'd just let it out. I I, I guess I can give a little of my Freezer here. Essentially... It, when I started doing Yu Yu Hakusho Abridged, um, Linda Young plays Gen Kai in that series, and she happened to also play Frieza, the Funimation Frieza, obviously. And, I don't know, I, I think my impression just kind of stemmed from there, only I'm making it a little deeper. Um, Dirty Saiyan monkeys! Something along these lines. Hmm. 
Sounds about right. All right, that, there you go. that's what I got. The, the great reveal. <laughs> Frieza sounds like Frieza. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dang, I was holding off a of Frieza. Hell yeah, Super Saiyans. <laughs> All right, let me turn it over to Julian and Mary. I mean, I went through everything I had in my outline. Do either of you have anything you want to throw over to these two cool guys here? Well, I helped with the outline, so... True enough. (laughs) (laughs) All my questions have been answered. So I spoke aloud your questions. Julian, how about you, dude? Well, let's see. I just woke up, so I'm still not thinking all that clearly. (laughs) But let's see. If I can get past the intense desire to grab something and eat it, even if it's not edible... um, You should eat it. (laughs) (laughs) I probably shouldn't eat the leather honko case that's sitting on my desk. I'll take that as I don't have any questions. Yeah, I'll, I'll think of some after they've already gone. <laughs> All right. Normally, I would say, hey, guys, can we get any kind of, like, taste of the voices that used on the show, dirt to dirt, but we already had that, so. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't I just conclude it with, do Vegeta and Nappa from DBZ Abridged have anything they'd like to say to the audience? Nappa. Hey, Nappa. I live in a $4 million home with beautiful women, all thanks to you, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> what, Vegeta? Oi. Never mind. You gave no, it away. No, no, no. You, you, had, something, you had something to say. No, I didn't. You totally I, took it away from me there. Well, you totally I, just had to go off on your own little tangent. God, you even after you, death, you are the bane of my existence. I deal with this on a daily basis. God, what a, what a, what a piss ant. Uh, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> All right, I do, I do have one final question, and that is, how was Ghost Nappa? How was that recording? What was that like? Uh... <gasps> The actual song that I and I know I, I did a couple takes of certain parts of the song. What I did though in the end was my last take. I just kept going with the song while I was playing on my headset, and that's why the last couple lines sound like really weird because I'm I'm literally running out of energy. <laughs> okay then, because because singing like that takes it out of you. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. come on, Go snapper. Well, I don't know why you're celebrating. I'm haunting you. <laughs> uh, well, no, the act, the one is the the Jada, 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 Jada. I was doing that nonstop. I did that was not separate takes. Uh, that was just nonstop. Uh, God, that was awesome though. I'm <laughs> right. Glad how well, it was all worth it because yeah. of how well received it was. Excellent. That, that was and Lanny's that was scream, actual. Lanny's scream for reaction to go Snappa. God. I was saving for that no. That there no was one that I was building up in my diaphragm and everything else for weeks and months. Because we, we had Ghost Nappa planned for a really long time. Even before the last time that uh, Kaiser and I were on this show, we had Ghost Nappa thought oh, out. Oh, jeez, wow. Yeah, th- there was a reason that we called Episode 10 the punchline, and that was it. <laughs> and Episode 9, the setup. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha, all right. See, no one really called us on that. Well, one guy, I think one guy said, the setup must must be planning for something big. Well, that's everything I have. Do you guys have anything else you want to throw into the mix before uh, we get ready? You're getting rid of us? (laughs) Amazingly enough, there's a rest of a show. Oh, okay. And like I said, it's already recorded. It's podcasting magic. I just want to say whatever comes next wasn't as good as this. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. I know. I'm not in it. (laughs) All right. We're in it. (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for having us, guys.
podcast. Yeah, thank, yeah, thank, thank you very you. much for having us. Mr. Lanny Pator and Mr. Takahata. Is it 101, 101? What do you like? 101. 101. From Team Four Star, what's the best place for people to check you out? YouTube.com slash Team Four Star? YouTube.com slash Team Four Star. And recently our yeah. stuff is being uh, released on thatguywiththeglasses.com. All right, excellent. So when does season two start? And the summer. Uh, Hopefully. Sometime later, you know. We, we have an FAQ coming out. We'll answer it most definitely in that. Excellent. I look forward to that then. Alongside Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys. I appreciate it so much. I know people have been looking forward to hearing the voices of Vegeta and Nappa from a bridge on the show. And that's it. Thanks. So we're up to releases. Mary, why don't you give me the first thing? I already mentioned it before. On July 23rd. So on July 23rd, we've got the Nintendo Wii release of Tenkaichi Daibokan in Japan only. Eventually, it'll be coming out here as Revenge of King Piccolo. It's 7,140 yen or $68.90 on Play Asia. Moving on, uh, talked about these, you know, every single week leading up, finally coming out of Japan and the U.S. Japan first on the 24th, Dragon Ball Evolution. Uh, originally we thought it was coming in three flavors, uh, two Blu-ray versions, but it looks like it's down to just a standard DVD and then that limited edition Blu-ray, which itself comes with the DVD. Those will be 3,990 and 4,990 yen, respectively. You get a couple bucks off over at CD Japan, and, uh, the Japanese release does come with their Japanese dub with English subtitles. Then over here in the U.S. on the 28th, which is a Tuesday, our release of Dragon Ball Evolution. We've got a DVD and Blu-ray as well. Amazon is going to be the cheapest place to pick those up. You can still pre-order them for decent prices there. So release is done. Let's do some emails. So the first thing we get up here is actually an audio email uh, from Bernhard, who we haven't heard from for a little bit, who was the one who sent in the Chipmunks Hedgehala. I think we got an audio email from him a couple weeks ago, but uh, we got another one here. Let me play it for you. Greetings, Mike, Mary, Kitty, Scouters, Alarm Clocks, Card Holders, and, I don't know, Julian, maybe? A couple months ago, I bought both quote-unquote season boxes of GT. How does Funimation define season, anyway? My theory is dartboard. At least the word voyage was nowhere to be found. Now, you may well ask yourselves why I bought these DVDs. I said you may well ask why. why. Work with me here, guys. Three words. Best buy sale. At 50% off Best Buy's already low prices, they were cheap enough to justify my curiosity. You can't justify curiosity. Quiet, Chesterfield. It's Chesterton. I also wanted to send a message to Funimation. The message went, Hey Funimation, notice how I'm buying the inferior series but not the furrier one because at least it's in the correct aspect ratio. Furrier? Ha! I kill me! And I'm sure my protest has had a devastating effect on Funimation, considering that the Tilt and Scan DBZ sets are among the few anime titles that every Best Buy still stocks. <laughs> you can get them at Unicorn! Walmart. Anyhow, I've been marathoning the series, despite having plenty of other unwatched anime lying around the house, not to mention some translations I need to finish before Otakon, because that way I can act all smug when Mary inevitably kicks Mike in the shins later this year. So far, I only have one thing to say about GT, and that is anyone who has even the slightest bit of interest in any aspect of Japanese popular culture needs to watch this show. Calm down, I don't mean every episode, just the ones with the Parapara brothers. Because after watching these episodes, there's no way anyone will still mispronounce it as... Para-para. That is all. Do I...
All right, in my defense, the reason I mispronounced that, I blame it on a video game with an English word in the title, and that would be, I'm going to say correctly here, Pada Pada Paradise. I always say Para Para Paradise because the word is in there, and so that's just how my brain clicks and works and i know it's wrong it's one of those things you're just justifying your incorrect i'm, I'm trying to <laughs> yes i'm not doing a good job but i think it's a somewhat legitimate reason uh, what do you think about this para para brothers excellent episode um oh god i have fond memories of this because it was the one uh vcd i ever owned because i was like desperate to see gt back in the day and there were only fan subs of the first four episodes or right, eight episodes right. i was like i need to see more and i went to my local chinese uh asian food market and in a little store next door they carried a VHS tapes and VCDs. So I picked up a GT disc and I had the Para Para blah, 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 Para Para Brothers. There you go. It's kind of hard to go into the word brothers. I'm having trouble with that. <laughs> so yeah, it was god awful, but I watched it in raw Cantonese and, um, <laughs> and I hated every second of it. <laughs> but I still love it. <laughs> That's it. I mean, other great points in there. Uh, yeah, none of us are really sending any kind of strong signal since the Z sets are the ones that are, you know, selling and actually making money for a company. Thank you much, Bernhard. Mary, why don't you read uh, the next email here? We have one from Dana. Dana writes, what happened to Julian's ABCs? I'm not sure when the last time it was done, but I know there have been at least two shows that had Julian but no ABCs. Was it too hard to find a word each week that began with a certain hiragana? Has Julian risen against you and refused? Did you pull a Toriyama and forget? Inquiring minds want to know. I still appreciate the podcast, even if it is hiragana-less, so thanks for all you do. It is a combination of forgetting and forgetting. (laughs) Mostly forgetting. Mostly forgetting. It's still on the outline, too. Uh, I think part of the problem is every time I see it, I go, oh, yeah, I I gotta throw in whatever the next one is. And then I can't remember what the last episode we did ABCs in was, and I can't figure out what the last hiragana syllable sound we used was, so I never paste in what the next one's going to be, and then I forget about it. And Julian hasn't mentioned it to me, so I think he forgot too. So if anyone wants to do some sleuthing work and dig back a couple episodes, a few episodes, a bunch of episodes, and figure out when the last one was and what that syllable sound was, we'll be more than happy to continue it on from there. So that's it. That's what happened. We aim to be transparent. We're more than happy to reveal our mistakes <laughs> and forgetfulness. People have questions, comments, accusations, ponderings. Where are they sending them to? They send them to podcast at dizex.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X.com. Thank you. Let's do some contest stuff. So right now, we are giving away a copy of the Yeah Break, Care Break limited edition CD single. This is the closing theme to Dragon Ball Kai. We have to give a huge thanks to Elliot for the generous donation to uh, cover getting the CD in, uh, get an extra copy to give away, the limited edition version, the shipping, and all that good stuff. So big, big thanks to Elliot for allowing this to happen. So you guys had two weeks to get in uh, your entry to the contest. We are going to pick a random one right now, and that person is going to be getting this. So uh, we're choosing a number between one and the maximum number of entries. That number is 44. Let's see who 44 is. 
doing some more international shipping here. Oh, I'll get to you every time. <laughs> so, again, thanks to Elliot for the generous donation to cover the shipping here. Appreciate it. Number 44, judging by the email address from the UK, with the body content of just the word hello, is Mark. So, Mark, congratulations for winning Woo-hoo! our contest. Yeah, break, care, break, on your way. I will be in touch with you to uh, send this off to you. Was it our last winner from the UK? Yes, and they got it in, and their poster's up. Uh, they used the blue tacky stuff to put it up, I heard. Oh, cool. And, yep, so... Uh, so is this it the same winner? No, it's not the same okay. person, no. <laughs> we don't allow that here. You can't win more than one time. So uh, congratulations there. Uh, that's all we have planned for... right. I mean, we just did, I think, what, two or three contests in a row. We uh, definitely have some more coming in the future. Um, so, again, I have to thank Elliot. Thank you so much, because you guys really allow this to happen. Uh, we haven't mentioned it in a while, but we do accept donations. And here, here's my five-second thing. That's all I'm going to say. Annual hosting bills coming up. If you want to do something, just saying. Go for it. That'd be cool. Moving on, Mary. That's all I want to say about it. That was an episode of the podcast. It was. Very well-rounded, I think. We're going to be taking a week off to go enjoy ourselves Our down chair. to Otakon. <laughs> Basically, yes, that's kind of what conventions are. We'll take Dragon Ball cosplay photos. I hear there's going to be an epic photo shoot event. Uh, Absolutely. I need to get a lot more this year because we're usually off doing other things. We're not doing any panels. We don't have any videos in any contests. We are not tied to anything. So I can photograph all the pretty boys and girls that I care to photograph. And with not your, get arrested. With your or permission, of me. course. <laughs> exactly. Arrested or spousal abuse. <laughs> So, Mary, we'll see everyone in two weeks, right? We sure hope so. So, in two weeks, we'll have some kind of regular topic. I got a few that I'm aching to do. And the week after that, we're back to manga again. So, we got to get reading. Feels like we always do that episode and then go, oh, man, we got a month. There's plenty of time. Then the month passes and we go, fuck, we all have to read this and pass it on to Jeff at the same time. So, we'll get there. Mary, it was great to have you here on the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, What are you plugging? I'm plugging nothing because someone still needs to help me set up my... Hey, you... You are free to ask whenever you no, want. I always forget until we record this show. Well, then it doesn't affect me anymore. Okay, well, if you remember, then you bring it up. I will. Please don't count on me to remember either. Okay, I, I don't care one way or the other. My side Neither do up. I, Mike. Neither <laughs> do I. <laughs> Fair enough. So uh, we'll see you next week. For Yippers. You over there. Yep. And for Julian off in Japan. And for all of the fine people at Team Four Star, thanks for uh, joining us for another episode. My name is Mike, the Judo EX, and I will check you in two weeks. And I'm back. Are you wearing pants now? Uh, I have been the whole time, amazingly. I'm not (laughs) wearing my battle thong. (laughs) Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. (laughs) Stupid sexy (laughs) napa!